Hey, group, this is the Son of Gold, and you're listening to the Secret Lair Drive-In. <laughs> Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. Well, hello there and welcome to another exciting episode of the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, Carl Nelson. And across the table from me is my co-host and faithful acolyte, Dr. Ted Rampion. <laughs> Man, we're doing callbacks all, all over the place. This is good. It sets the mood. Hey, continuity is a wonderful thing. But anyway, I am, of On the course, other hand, throw it all out the window. We don't care. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like the Godzilla movies. Doesn't matter. That's right. So anyway, I long am, as it, long as, he re- as long as stuff gets destroyed, that's really what we're all here for. That's right. And for those of you keeping score, I am D-Dub and... I am Stratosphere. And this is, of course, the Secret Lair Drive-In. Before we get started on this week's gem, let's toss out our contact information. <laughs> I wish I had a drum roll. So you got to have that in your phone, then you could... Then you... Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> Uh, we could be reached at secretlairpodcast at gmail.com. Now, you see, I'm looking at him, and I can tell. He's probably been practicing that all week. No, I was stalling for time while I was trying to think of it. Is that what it is? Okay. I have many tricks. Um, and you know what? I had just found out that those of you that have an Alexa, you can stream this podcast through your Amazon Echo. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what's an Alexa? You know, the little uh, Alexa, what time is it? That sort of thing. Oh, the rich people thing. <laughs> what rich people? It's You get the little dot, it's like 50 bucks. Hey, I finally got a TV in the Strat Cave after having it for, for three years, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm behind the curve here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as I, sit, as I sit here and work in my office, um, I keep looking at the TV. The actual over. secret lair. <laughs> That's right. Now with drive-in speakers. Cool. Oh yeah! Wow. Got that at got that at the Hobby Lobby. Okay. Yeah, I've and seen those. I was just down at the one in Medina. They've got those on sale for like five forty-seven apiece. Damn. Damn. That's that's tempting. <laughs> yeah, Hobby Lobby's a deep rabbit hole, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. I was actually we were actually there last night looking for something, and they had this really cool tin picture. Have you ever seen the Alex Ross? painting for the cover of justice um you probably i know his kingdom come stuff i don't know if i've seen justice, well, justice is basically um it's not the aged kingdom come ones it's pretty much the main cast of the comic okay beautiful work and um i'm looking at it and i'm looking at the back they wanted 50 bucks for it i said it's cool but it's not 50 bucks cool <sighs> You know what? But but Alex Ross has that that detailed you know oil painting mm-hmm. look, and if they were going to charge anybody, you know, or fifty dollars for anybody, I'd say you know his is the type of thing you could probably put, like maybe not not in your not in the secret layer, but out in the mainstream part of the house and have it actually look like actual art. Yeah, I could I could see that, but you know I'm. Why are they all wearing funny clothes, though? 
<laughs> it's a pajama party. Yes, that's right. You know, I'm slowly running out of room on the walls in here. I might have yeah, to start you're... recycling a little bit or shuffling. But there are certain things I'm not going to take down, like my original print ads from Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's oh, on yeah. the other side of the chair there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those are actually from 1950... Oh, crap. Um, Well, the year it came out. Okay. I don't even think the theater is listed on that one is even in existence anymore. Now, is that that a Cleveland ad or... Mm Mm-hmm. Where did you pick that up at? I have no... I have no no idea. I think somebody had given it... Given both of them to me. Okay. And... I had them sitting around for a long time until I could find frames that would fit. Hmm. I just thought they were cool as hell. So. No, very, very neat stuff. But yeah, they're showing a lot of yellow, showing a lot of age. So yeah, they look like the real deal. Oh yeah. No. So anywho. Anyway, we've stalled long enough. Let's talk about our cinematic. Oh, let's call it a diamond in the rough, shall we? <laughs> well, okay. And what is it this week? It is the 1957 black and white Mexican American film, The Black Scorpion. Yep, and full disclosure, folks, um, when we were discussing doing this film, we both we both watched the uh, MST3K version of it. Yeah, and my version isn't a very good version. It was slightly out of sync with. Uh, I mean, I have like a probably a fourth generation version of it. Probably, it looks like it might actually be from uh, original VHS. So, the like I said, the oh, the, I should have turned you on. They um, they have a ton of them on YouTube. I just watched the mole men or the mole people last night. Uh, I well, they didn't have the. Uh, I don't believe they had the MST three K version of Black Scorpion. Oh, okay. On YouTube, they they. Well, it's funny, they have a link to the actual movie, which takes you to the trailer and uh, an announcement that um, if you're willing to pay, you can watch the entire movie legit, which, not happening. Not for this movie. (laughs) See, now, my my copy, I happen happen to be cruising to Walmart looking for something else, Mm -hmm. and they actually had the MST3K version at Walmart. Your, your, your whole pop culture collection is serendipity, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got all the, these thousands of videos. I I picked them all up while I was looking for something else. <laughs> that's kind of the way. It, that's kind of the way it happened. Or you know, you'd be I'd be pop, popping around on Amazon looking for something. I was gonna say, you, you know, all yeah, the recommendations thing on Amazon is the devil. Absolutely, you will not convince I, me otherwise. I'm on there looking and looking for something I legitimately need, and then they'll say, "Oh, by the way, we happen to have this wonderful four-pack of movies you might be interested in, and it's only five forty-seven." Always remember, kids, the first taste is free. <laughs> That's how I ended up with a copy of The Tingler. <laughs> Well, see, the I'm, movie with Vincent Price. Oh, I, I'm well aware of the Tingler. I'm I'm sharing that for our audience. Now, mind you, we, we reviewed Fiend Without a Face positively, so if we're saying the Tingler is bad, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's a, that's a story for another time. Anyway, with the Black Scorpion, the best place to start with this would be the, the plot. plot. An earthquake strikes Mexico, resulting in the overnight birth of a new volcano. Sent to study this phenomenon are geologist Dr. Hank Scott and Dr. Arturo Ramos. And you know, I do have to... All right. Um, oh, God. What's the guy that plays um, the American one? Is that Richard Denning, I want to Richard say? Richard Denning. Yeah, he was in Creature from the Black Lagoon. I was going to say, I know I... I the, the, did, did he have He's darker a, hair in that? No, I think it was lighter, too. Okay. He is a stalwart. You might be thinking of Revenge of the Creature with John Agar. Okay. All right. The one, that, the one that basically took place at a SeaWorld. Hey, they all got to take place somewhere. Anyway, en route to the village of San Lorenzo, the two men witness a destroyed house and police car. They find a dead policeman nearby as well as an abandoned infant. They take the infant to San Lorenzo and give it to friends of the child's now missing parents. Okay, I have to I have to say something about this though. <laughs> Richard Denning makes a comment in here. Okay. And it just it just is a head scratcher and it's unintentionally funny. Okay. Because he's commenting on how quiet the the child is. Right. And he says, "Well, if I ever have one, I think I'm just going to feed him beans and tortillas." Wow. That comment is aged well. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, um, they are welcomed by the village's priest, Father Delgado. In addition to the disappearances of locals and the destruction of their homes, there have been wholesale slaughter of livestock and strange roaring noises in the night. Those damn bikers. The villagers believe the culprit to be a demon bull and have been pestering Delgado for divine assistance. <laughs> oh, the local priest. Ah, uh, yeah. Undaunted, Hank and Arturo begin their geological survey as members of the Mexican army, led by Major Cosio, arrive in San Lorenzo to begin disaster relief efforts. Hank Neeson falls in love with local rancher Teresa Alvarez, Played by new D-dub favorite, Mara Corday. That's right. And, and what what did we what was the last thing we saw her in? Tarantula. Tarantula. Another giant bug. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's okay. Cause in, that's, interesting genre to be tap, typecast in. Well, <laughs> she did do another one that um, we will be getting to. Okay. I, I mean, hey, she's... She, She's she's the American uh, Kumi Mizuno, as far as I'm concerned, so yow. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Hank also makes friends with a young boy named Juanito. Uh, Juanito. Yeah. You meddling kids. The volcano erupts again, and the true culprits behind the disappearances and deaths are revealed as giant prehistoric scorpions. Yes, now there was a scene earlier. They're not radiated. They're giant prehistoric scorpions. Mm -hmm. And there was a scene earlier where they found like some amber or whatever it was, some kind of rock. Okay. I got a rock. But um, I got a he rock. Cra he cracks this. He cracks this ancient rock open, and this scorpion pops out that's still alive after all this time. Yeah, because that's how it works. Of course. 
Science. After Didn't have a chance in this movie, but continue. <laughs> After killing a crew of television repairmen, the Scorpion. They were not. To, oh, wait, hang on, I gotta. They were. They were working well, on be the a long show. Goody. They're working on the phones. <laughs> and God, go, go ahead. <laughs> well, they're not working on them now because it's they've been killed. Um, the Scorpions turn their attention to San Lorenzo itself, with the guns of Major Cosio's troops having no effect on them. This is the scene with the guys on the telephone poles. It's kind of funny because they show them going back and forth, and then they show the Scorpion shaking it. It's like meat on a stick, meat on a stick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make a joke about the guns of Major Cosio <laughs> in Technicolor. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a bendy doll. <laughs> See. Okay, now we, we can't fall in the trap. We 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 gotta we gotta not repeat the comments that, I, I, that the MST3K. I'm sorry, that was just so it was just so damn funny, and they just kept throwing it out. But go yeah, on. Yeah, that was an early one. That was that was when Joel was uh, still. Yep. Uh, um. The next morning, the scorpions have returned to their underground lair, which, in addition to the scorpions, is home to giant worms and spiders. Because why not? Leaving the authorities to seek the help of renowned entomologist, look it up, fanboys, Dr. Velasco, who does not drink Tabasco. It and is up what to do you use. What do you use to test to? Oh no, that was a different one. It is up to him, Hank and Arturo, to figure out a way to either destroy the scorpions or seal off the entrance to their cavern home before more innocent lives are lost. Despite collapsing the cave entrance, the giant scorpions make it to the surface and destroy a train. Ah, but before all this happens, they go down in the hole. Yes. Okay. And of course, that little kid decides, I'm going to go and help. He's like Batmite. I was only trying to help. <coughs> now, that was the, that was the, the 70s Batmite. Now, right. now, the Brave and the Bull bat mine is awesome. I, yeah, I will hear yeah. no criticism of, of no, Brave no, and the Bull. No, 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 no. I've actually been going through my collection that I got, like, uh, now that I have a TV to, to okay. watch it on in privacy, been watching the Brave and the Bull. Boy, if that, that isn't just, like, fun, fun, fun. Even the characters I don't know so well, they're still great episodes. Okay, yeah, they destroy Dr. a train. Velasco, Tabasco, and... Yeah. Okay. Uh, train. Train. Destroyed, killing some passengers before fighting among themselves. In the end, one scorpion, the largest of the group, kills all of the smaller ones and heads for Mexico City. <laughs> uh, Hank and Arturo come up with a plan to lure it to a stadium where the where the military is waiting with tanks and helicopters. D Dubs literally like. Like trying not to laugh. It... I, I'm not even trying not. To... <laughs> I'm sorry. Just thinking about. You said you want to stay away from the comments, but I was. Scorpion Lord by truckload of tasty beef. Uh, well, okay. Here's here's the comments I was going to make. Um, uh, you know the way you know he heads for Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, then he's going to Cozumel and and getting back on the love boat. <laughs> <laughs> Spring break in Cosmel. Well, and he, you know what? That one doctor, he he's, well, what's in this test tube? Oh, that's tequila. 
I don't know. It definitely looks like a woohoo type sp- type scorpion. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and yeah, and the stadium is like, why do you have a stadium? Uh, soccer? soccer. Soccer. Even even back then, soccer was a thing. Soccer. Well, think about this. All these years of being bored by soccer, everyone's still. Uh, but what the, you have what you have to keep in mind. One of the reasons that soccer is so popular worldwide. And disclaimer: this is my opinion, folks. Just my trying to reason this out because I'm not a soccer fan at all. I I am not either. But. My thinking is that it's an inexpensive sport to play, so it gained because all you need is a ball, really. But so it gained, yeah, I can see that it gained kind of like basketball, but it gained worldwide popular popularity because it was so inexpensive for people to pick up. I can see that, but um, like I said, it's just uh, out. Well, okay, outdoor soccer the crap out of me because it's such a larger playing area they, they skewered it brilliantly on on the simpsons years oh ago Oh god i remember that because because yeah it's it's like the announcer's trying to sound excited and it's like they're pa- it's like the guys passing passing the ball to each other are in different like you know area codes it, it just looks so vast now here in cleveland uh years ago we had the cleveland force and I gotta say, I went to more than one forest game, and that was actually pretty good. But it's a smaller area, you know. There's there's actually a little bit of excitement going on as far as you know what what the hell is happening. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, Hank and Arturo come up with a plan to lure her to a stadium where the military is waiting with tanks and helicopters using a truckload of meat from a butcher shop. <laughs> Tasty treats. They manage to lure the scorpion into the stadium, where the military's weapons again prove useless against its armor. However, Hank manages to, to finish it off by using an electric cable attached to a spear and shooting it into its throat, which is its only vulnerable spot. Okay, I have to say something about this. Okay. Alright, they shoot it the first time and they miss. Dramatic tension and all that. Right. Then we have prob- probably the single dumbest monster movie death ever the one guy is reeling the reeling it the uh, spear back in right and touches it nobody thought to shut off the generator he electrocutes himself by pulling this thing back in he touches the electrified spear dies science <laughs> again didn't have a chance on this one folks um after destroying several tanks and helicopters and the gentleman in question, the scorpion is finally and fatally electrocuted. Now, no matter how much I laugh about this movie, and, and I'm mainly laughing about some of the comments that they made during... Right. During, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, okay, I'm, I'm really on the fence on this one, and I'm going to look at this one... I'm gonna grade this thing on three in three categories. Uh, the acting, I'd give it a C. I've I've seen worse. I've seen better. Very much on the fence. Oh, it's it's pretty much your typical B movie drive-in theater. B acting. movie acting, B movie dialogue, B movie plot. So yeah, I I put that square in the middle. Um, the stop-motion animation by Willis O'Brien, famous for doing King Kong yep. in 1933, uh, top rate. A that thing, at least the way he was doing it, looked vicious as hell. It did. It 
like I said, that held up for me, and I, I was just... I'm waiting for it. I know where you're going next. But then they show the close-up of the scorpion, and it all falls apart. Because yep. every time they showed him, I kept I kept expecting to say, Hiya, gang! Hi, 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 hi! Tell me he did not look like Froggy. <laughs> he did a little bit. Well, he certainly drooled enough. Oh, my God. Yeah, like I said, the stop-motion animation, stellar. For, you know, even for 57, I put... If you want to take those, just the bits of the stop-motion animation, that holds up certainly anything Ray Harryhausen ever did. And that holds... You could show that to someone today, and, you know, like you said, looks vicious as hell. That's some good stuff right there. Mm -hmm. But then they keep cutting to the close-up of it, and it's like, Really? Really? That's what you came up with? <laughs> so, that's kind of the the close-up of the creature. Well, and again, we've we've talked about this several times in in them and in Tarantula. When you do the the extreme close-ups, you know, less is more. Yeah. And this this is like the the probably the most extreme version of that thought that less is more. Because yeah, when they show the close-up, it the whole thing just implodes. Yeah. Now. One thing that I really did appreciate about this movie, okay, now it was it was an American Mexican joint venture, correct? Um, American International Pictures, which, okay, well, well, well no, wait, no, I well, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm not sure offhand, but no. But what I did appreciate is they did not feel like it had to be the American that figured the whole damn thing out. Yes, I will agree with you a hundred percent there. I mean, I really. I really appreciated the fact that I stand, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. That was this was a Warner Brothers film. Oh, amazingly. okay. But you know, I really appreciated that, and they did not, for the most part, treat treat them to a bunch of stereotypes. Um, I mean, there were a couple, yeah, the Serape and the and the sombrero and that. Well, but costuming we can't really pick on um, the uh, the bit with. Um, you know, some of the locals kind of expecting the priest to save the day. You know, I really, you know, you could take that as stereotypical. I would think that would be more cultural than stereotypical. But Well, see, in this day and age, you know, there's there's always a lot of talk of cultural appropriation. And it's like, well, I, I'm sorry. Well, the, it, it, and even beyond that anymore, we have, we do have a certain group of people that it's like their life's work to be professionally offended for everybody. This is absolutely true. So, you know, if they were to look at something like this, it would probably bother them. Well, but, but these are the same people that probably think, uh, you know, like every Godzilla film or, or Gamera film is, again, th this term, which actually ironically becomes offensive to me, is cultural appropriation. And you know, you got to take out, you know, stuff like that, and you have to look at, okay just how realistic was this and i would say at least a few of the villagers wanting the you know the your your local religious leaders particularly in mexico in in that time frame uh really held a lot of sway it's almost like being you know if you were uh you know a priest or a cardinal in italy you pretty much had your sway over a lot of people Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying sure. that I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying this is this is the reality of what it was. So, again, I will I will give them credit that they it felt like 
on that level, it did the research. Okay. And um, again, the the dialogue and the acting very much B movie. No, you know, no one's going to win any Oscars on this, but. Uh, the basic outline of it, I felt like, yeah, they, they did the research a little bit. Again, really the part where it, it just shot the whole movie in the foot was, was the close-up of the creature. And that's and that's what's on the, the poster of it, too. So it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that it is. But, um, yeah, I, if, 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 you, if, we, if we could have an, uh, a version of this where they somehow edit out the close-ups of the creature... Man, I would be giving this thing high marks all around for a B movie. Yeah. Now, they'd have to figure out a way to recut the scene where the uh, the electrode actually goes into his neck, because that you have to have the close up for that. Yeah. I don't know. It just. I, I hate I hate to be picky over a B movie, but uh, I really wanted to like this a lot more because we we've done that's been kind of. The thing we've been trending toward is a lot of uh, giant bug movies, which are always welcome. But um, yeah, when you when you see how uh, them handled it, Tarantula, even though we've never done, uh, we haven't reviewed it yet. Uh, Earth versus the Spider, even or The Incredible Shrinking Man, you know, okay. they there are ways to to do it that they don't take you out of the movie. It just it again. He looked like Froggy. I started laughing every time they showed the damn thing. <laughs> and just for you to know, um, Froggy was a mainstay on one of the local horror hosts, and actually came from a TV show starring Andy Devine. Well, it, the the show in question was actually um, Smiling Ed, and. Uh, the guy that was smiling, Ed, Andy Devine was sort of his sidekick, and eventually Andy <coughs> took. When Smiling Ed retired, uh, Andy Devine took over the show. Uh, if you, if you, Andy Devine did not do a whole lot of things outside of the show. One thing he did was in Disney's Robin Hood, he played uh, Friar Tuck. That's right. Yeah. And if you want to find out more about Disney films. We are going to be doing a, uh, starting the first of uh, what will we'll probably be quite a long series of uh, uh, kind of our little salute to Disney films and how they have changed and evolved over the years. So check that out on Geeks Explained It All, available on all, all podcasting forums. Hey, I, except that one, I don't think, I don't think that one will uh, play through, through um, Alexa or Echo. Okay. Because it's a pod beating thing with the uh, with the um, secret layer drive-in. Oh, okay. There's a pod. There's a there's an app for that. There's a pod beating app for Alexa apparently. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They call them skills. Right. Let, let, let me guess. Somebody uh, uh, Apple decided to copyright the the term app. Remember when they just called it software? Yes. Or programs? Yeah. I guess that's just too many syllables for this dang younger generation. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Okay, I, I was going to make that joke, but then I thought yeah, that'd be insulting, but he went and did it anyway, so that's that's all right. Well, you know, I often make the joke see, when see, I See, now we have you, we have a recording now of you actually saying it, so if I describe you to someone, yeah, he's much more get off my lawn than me. 
it can't be construed as an insult because we actually oh, have I am a cro- I, am, I am, as I'm getting older, pretty damn crotchety. Damn, I was, po- I was, I was, I was Well, that's a nice way of cleaning it up. <laughs> you know, it's, you know I'll, I'll go into like a Panera Bread. And, oh, God, I hate Panera Bread. Well, they have the free Wi-Fi, and sometimes we have to do interviews and stuff like that in those. But you go in there and you look around and you have all the shoe-shoes and then you have your... Oh, dear me. Does that... I must be... I believe that has some gluten in it. Oh, it's a freaking bread shop, okay? Yes, it's going to have gluten. You sound like Dr. Smith from Lost in Space when you're doing... <laughs> oh, okay. Or the pain. <laughs> of course, I would love to go up to one of these and... You blithering booby! <laughs> Anyway. Like the vegetarians. Oh, there must have been some beef broth in here. Oh, God, you're in pretty sad shape if you're kicking back broth. Oh, God. Remember when kids, used, you know, we used to challenge kids? Now now they're all need their safe space. It, oh, are you kidding? Everybody it, gets a freaking trophy. Yeah. I was actually just reading a book on management called Not Everybody Gets a Trophy. And it's about okay. managing millennials. Wow. Which I actually have to adapt somewhat because you know we have this whole and a lot of the people that we end up hiring they have this almost sense of entitlement oh yeah like i don't have to show up oh dear me you know the sun's shining i i I have to find this but one of the times when i'm hiring i'm going to run this ad in the paper and give me just a second to find it um I, so anyway, so how is your week, America? Uh, let's see. I'm up to three doctor visits. Uh. Okay, here's 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 what the ad reads: Construction workers needed, Lake Fork area. Please do not apply if you oversleep, have court often, do not have a babysitter every day, have to get rides to work later than our workday begins, experience flat tires every week, have to hold on to a cell phone all day, or become an expert at your job but no need to learn or take advice after the first day. Must be able to talk and work at the same time. Must also remember to come back to work after lunch. Should not expect to receive gold stars for being on time. If you qualify, leave name and number at... Huzzah. I want to run, if I'm looking for people, I want to run that as an ad so bad. That's a, you know, I'm a, I always tell my daughter I, I am proud of her because I, she understands that the world does not know her, care about her, or owe her a living in any shape or form. She's, she's scared to death that she's not going to find uh, a job after graduation. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll deal with that. But uh, the few, you know, the few jobs she, she's actually uh, been working uh, part time on campus uh, in the library, and it's it's a menial job. It's basically wiping down stuff, conference rooms and stuff like that. Okay. But you know, she she shows up all the time her supervisor says you're one of the best people i've ever had work for me everybody else shows up with that added that millennial attitude and my daughter shows up and just you know she she kind of puts on on her ipod listen listens to podcasts one of which is ours <laughs> huzzah we're up to three listeners now yay <laughs> and um you know she just 
she does her job, you know, as cheerfully and and with as much you know enthusiasm as, as she can muster, and doesn't look at it like, you know, I'm better than this. Well, you know, and the other thing, if you're especially if you're in a job like that, and a lot of the people we hire, just keep busy. It makes the day go a lot quicker than standing around complaining about. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know, I know your kids both have that, you know, let's let's actually get stuff done get through our day attitude you yeah, know yeah. so uh i weep for this generation but anyway kids so get off my lawn go i'm sorry <laughs> so so how are we gonna rate this bad boy i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a craptastic because okay you take away that really off-putting close-up and it's actually, it's pretty watchable. I, I, I've got to try to find a copy of the full movie because I know it was edited down. Oh, yeah, I got, there were a couple times where there were some rough cuts and, and it was just like, okay, I feel like I just missed like five minutes of stuff they didn't think was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll do craptastic. I'll agree with you, but it's it's... About as low a craft task as you can get without without going into stink burger uh, well, terror. It, well, it'd be. Let me see. What is it? Crab fest, I think. Crab fest, I think, is the center. Oh, okay. Then go go crab fest. That, okay. That's the middle grade crab fest. Yeah, I. Like I said, I'm I'm really torn because half of it, because like of the stop motion animation, stellar, winners all around. I I could, I find that just fascinating how well done that was and like I said oh come on dude Mara Corday she's only human god damn it (laughs) (laughs) she's not a nurse damn it she can't save everything (laughs) she's elevating the material what material (laughs) oh just for that I've got the film for two down the road picked out for you, pal. Uh oh. No, no good deed goes unpunished. I have no idea what he's, what he's planning here. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> anyway, okay. So once again, our contact information is secretlayerpodcast at gmail dot com. That's right. And our film for next time is uh, we're going to be doing one that I think is going to be one of the most interesting films we have ever actually reviewed on this show uh it is going to be what what year did this come out 72 it was in the 70s is all i, I think know. it was i want to say 72 i uh, will correct it at the time but uh it's the i believe 1972 classic starring william mathers no no is it or oh, damn it i just had it on the tip of, i was anyway we'll look it up <laughs> as we do uh, Blackula. Yes, that's right. There is a movie called Blackula. And, uh... Ah, but you folks already knew that. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they probably heard it as the punchline to a joke, but, uh, I think we're going to be very surprised at how this, uh, whole thing turns out. Okay, folks. So, once again, secretlayerpodcast at gmail.com. And this is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. And Carl Nelson. And Dr. Ted Rampion. Rampion. (laughs) 
saying go watch a B movie. And why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Bye, folks. Later, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie.